Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Malachi 3.6, Hebrews 13.8. He's the same. It does not matter. You will be blessed. You will prosper. And you will win. Amen. Amen. Forget about the zombie apocalypse that is the modern progressive church. Don't try to win a bunch of mask-wearing church people. Don't bother. Don't bother trying to win down the lockdown in ears. Let them have what they want. That's their deal. They'll work out their own salvation with fear and trembling. I'm not going to say, no, you know, nobody's going to hell because they wear a mask or locked down. It's just you're buying in the same genetic code as people who are. The people who told you to lock down to wear a mask are the same people that butcher the unborn. You bought into their bloodline. Don't do it. Don't do it. Amen. From everyone who has been given much, much will be demanded. Luke chapter 12, verse 48. Now let me just warn you today. If you're new to the church, this is a high, high offense zone. Now what you got to do is this. What you got to do is take what I say and take it home and study it. There's a guy last week sent an email to me through Heather, sent it to me though, and wanted to talk and call me a false teacher and whatever else about eternal security, Calvinism, said I was wrong about all that. You can never lose your salvation. That's funny how you have verses, you have chapters in the Bible entitled The Great Falling Away, but allegedly you can never lose your salvation. Well, they were never saved to begin with. Then what are they falling away from? See, those are the same people that espouse the logic of this age. Males don't know their males. Females don't know their females. Non-binary male lesbians, whatever they may be. Those are the same people that espouse that logic that makes absolutely no sense. Do not buy into their genetic code. You cannot give an inch ever to the liars, ever in life. From everyone who has been given much, listen, don't be offended. Run what I say through the word. When that guy sent me that stuff about me being a false teacher, I sent him bunches of Bible verses. And he sent back accusations and insults. There was no, there was no biblical discourse because he has no answer with the Bible. If the Bible destroys your theology, it should be destroyed. It's not me destroying it. Well, I don't like your tone. Then take me out of the equation and go totally with what the Bible says. Pre-trib, post-trib, mid-trib. Read the Bible. Don't go to another Tim LaHaye movie. Read the Bible instead. People would never, ever let their theology be formed by the Bible. If the Bible destroys your Catholicism, it's meant to be destroyed. Your Calvinism meant to be destroyed. Methodist church, Pentecostal, Assembly of God, whatever it may be, if the Bible contradicts it, the Bible's right. And you're wrong. It doesn't matter. Well, I reject it because I don't like Tom's tone. He yells at people. Well, is that what you're going to say on the day of judgment? Hey, Jesus, Jesus is our judge, right? John chapter 5, verses 22 and 23. For the Father judgeth no man, but hath committed all judgment under the Son. So unto Jesus are you going to say, well, I rejected your Bible because I didn't like the tone of the fat guy preaching on Sunday. Is that what you're going to do? Is that you think it's going to work? That's how, listen, most Christians live the life of a 12-year-old girl that's going to L.A. Angel Middle School. It's got all kinds of hormones coursing through her veins. You don't have to live like that. You go with the Bible. 
This may shock some of you. I'm an emotional person. And I don't, I, don't, I don't allow my emotions to run my life. It's what the Bible says is what runs my life. What should be happening in the church? Much is demanded. From everyone who has been given much, much will be demanded. What, well, what specifically is demanded? Most of us quote scriptures like that our entire lives and never question, what's the list of demands? Almost think of it as God is holding me, holding somebody ransom. Lord, what are your demands? You expect much. What is expected? You demand much. What is demanded? I want a list. Anybody else like that? Anybody, any other type A people in here? I like lists. What should be happening right now in the modern church? In 2021, what should be happening with the church? Always. And in response to all the COVID insanity and agenda, Tom, you're endlessly preaching about COVID. You have to. It's the, it's the prevailing force of the spirit of the air right now. It's the primary conveyance of the Antichrist spirit. It's what's being used to usher in the book of Revelation. Listen, did you ever think you'd see such a large leap in 14 months of 15 days to flatten the curve? Did you ever hear of a vaccine passport before 2021 or 2020? Ever. Did you? I hadn't. I've been on this earth since 1968, saved since 1987. I've never seen it. There's a bunch of pastors out there that act like the rhinoceros is not in the room. Oh, we're going to do another series on prayer. Uh, have you repented yet of closing your church? Yeah. Do, you, do you see green passes in Israel and China and Denmark and New York City? Do you not see them? Do you see that Canada and some of the largest provinces in Canada are ushering in QR codes for vaccination proof? But you're going to have another series on I'm no longer a slave to fear as you stand there with your mask on? Stole that from Jonathan Shuttlesworth. Do credit. What should be happening with the church right now? Again, if this offends you, then you need to go with what the Bible says. Does the Bible say that you need to be vaccinated? Then don't. I'm not. You kidding me? The Bible say to social distance, shut down your churches, forsake the assembling of yourselves together? No, it does not. So you don't do it. Well, we have to use wisdom, blasphemy, and heresy. You don't ever, ever temper the word of God with humanistic wisdom, ever. Ever. You don't do it. I don't care if it doesn't make sense to people. You do not do it, ever. That's, this, it's a cascading waterfall. When you start that way, where you start to say, well, you know what, I don't really believe in the protection of God. So you've jumped on the river straight to hell then. I'm not saying you're going to hell because you don't believe the, the, in the preventions of God. I'm just saying you've jumped on the river that heads that way. Will you get off on time? Because the mindset is the same. It's all antithetical to Scripture. Anthony Fauci is antithetical to the Bible. So why would you do one thing the false prophet says? 
Well, it makes sense to me, you know, to social distance with this black plague that's all around. Is it even a black plague? Is it? Is that what the statistics say? A simple five-minute search, you would feel free from COVID the rest of your life. Five minutes of time. Things that, you know, Rand Paul was questioning Anthony Fauci in the Senate, in the Senate the other day about gain-of-function research, and I applaud Rand Paul for doing that, but it's May. I've, I've been talking about gain-of-function. I pushed a police car around for 25 years, and I knew enough to be speaking about gain-of-function research since March of last year, and now the Senate is now just talking about it? Because you've allowed the false prophet lawn dwarf for the last 14 months to have a public platform, the man who is responsible for the creation of the virus, to tell everybody how to extinguish it. You know, it's so funny. I said this on the podcast. That's like somebody coming, at, coming up to you, kicking all your teeth in and telling you that they're a dentist. They're liars. Why would you jump on at any place that they say? Ever. Well, because sometimes they're right. No, they're not. Whatever, you know, they they might be right about an occasional nutritional thing or something, but even that they change all the time. Eggs were horrible for you when I grew up, and now they're good for you again. Masks you weren't supposed to wear, now you wear them, now you're supposed to wear them. Now you don't have to wear them if you're vaccinated. But before you had to wear them, even if you were vaccinated. They're liars. Don't jump in with them. Go with the Bible. This, this is, I'm saying this as an extreme statement because if you stand in the Word, you won't die. You can't die. But you're better off dying than not standing in the Word. Then standing, then you're better off standing than dying on your knees. What should be happening with the church always and in response to the COVID insanity and agenda? Acts chapter 4, verses 29 through 31. Ready? Now look on their threats. Oh, they're not threatening us, really. Really, they're not. Have you, have you, have you looked in Canada? Again, a five-minute search. If you're not on Rebel News every day of your life, you're not being informed as a believer about the end times prophecies coming to fruition. Rebel News, Tom, are you endorsing a conservative website? Yeah, I don't care. They're filming pastors being arrested for not wearing masks and for not closing their churches down and not social distancing. Pastor Coates arrested. Pastor Pulaski arrested. Rodney Howard Brown arrested. Tony Spell arrested. Oh, we've seen this before. When? When? When have you seen it before? You've never seen it before. This is different. It's not the time to hang your head and have ominous music playing, but it is different. You need to be on there and paying attention because one of the things that's demanded of you is that you watch You should be able to see the symptoms. When the moment green cards, COVID passports, vaccine passports started to be mentioned in the bloodstream of modern media, the church should have run to the altar of repentance. Have you seen it? No, because pride goes before destruction. Stubbornness is sin. Rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. 1 Samuel 15, 23. People, pastors that close their churches down. And, and, and again, I reiterate this to you. Just because the church is open doesn't mean it's open to the Holy Spirit. 
Unless a pastor who closed his church has publicly repented, the spirit is gone. He isn't coming back. He, he operates, the spirit of God operates through the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. They've got to repent or they can forget about their church. They may fill it full of a bunch of COVID Nazis. Oh, pastor, you're so right. What are you afraid of? A virus with a 99.997% survival rate? What's the worst survival rate for COVID? Anybody know? 70 and above, what's the survival rate? 94.5%. That's the worst. 94.5%. 70 and above. Everybody treats this like it's the Black Plague. The Black Plague killed everybody it touched. No survivors. None. And everybody treats it like that. You know why? Because they're of their father, the devil. If you look at the characteristics of the devil found in John chapter 8, verses 44 and 45, he was a murderer from the beginning. So what you're doing whenever you cave to these COVID things, you're buying into the bloodline of murderers. Because liars and murderers are always hand in hand. And I don't care what the pastor looks like. If the pastor speaks in a monotone voice and everybody in the church is relaxed, I love you, you love me. We've loved you for all these years. This is your heritage. Don't leave. Come back. Doesn't matter what they look like. If that pastor closed his church, he lockstepped with murderers. Because liars and murderers are always in lockstep together. Look at all the people that are pushing it. The same people that push COVID regulations are the ones who have told you for decades that it's okay to pull a child piece by bloody piece out of a mother's womb. Those little babies that we dedicated today, you could have killed them all three years ago, no matter what their ages were. Some of them were two, some of them were one, whatever it may be, months ago or a year ago. According to Joe Biden, who tells you to wear a mask around, he'll slaughter those kids. The ones that cry about kids in cages will slaughter those kids in the womb. And the church buys in to the logic of those people. If you wear a mask, if you vaccinate, if you lock down. What do you do, Tom? I mean, vaccinations have been part of our lives for many years. Not for me. I don't vaccinate for the flu. And how do you vaccinate for an ever-changing virus? Moderna's already come out and said that you're going to have to have a vaccination once a year. Already come out and said it. Pfizer's saying the same thing. They're liars. Why would you buy into one thing that they say? I hope that this is clear to you. I hope I'm preaching this clearly to you. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. Once a cheater, always a cheater. There you go. I'll put it in some modern vernacular. Why would you ever buy into these people that espouse murder and then tell you they want to save lives? Do they really? Think Bill Gates wants to save lives? Bill Gates wants to lower the population while he flies around with Jeffrey Epstein. Now, Lord... Acts 4, 29-31. Now, Lord, look on their threats. Joe Biden, vax or mask? Vaxed or masked? Or as he butchered it, vaxed. They had to shoot it more than once because they had the, on the teleprompter said V-A-X-X-E-D. And Biden calls it vaxed. Just like the book of palms. The palmist wrote. He had the biggest galactic idiot that has ever been in the White House. And this year, Tom, you shouldn't say that from the pulpit. What did Jesus say? You want, again, you want to fault me, please go to the Bible. What did Jesus say to the religious elite of the day? 
whitewashed tombs full of dead man's bones, full of all uncleanness, twice as much a son of hell as you are, and you're worried about me calling Joe Biden an idiot, which is plainly obvious that he is. His own church is telling him he can't take communion. Think I'm mean? Priests are telling him you're not taking communion here. Good for them. See, this is different for a lot of you because the whole thing is that you come in to your church and the whole point of it is to keep you. Please stay. What can we do to stay? If I do jumping jacks, will you stay? You know, if we, um, you know, we give you a gift pack on your way out, enter you into a lottery in the church where you can win a jet ski, will you stay then? People aren't used to the Bible. They're not used to being held accountable. They're used to being spoiled, rotten, endless receivers inside of the modern day church. God demands much. He didn't even say that you are going to receive much. Because you, you know why? Because once you're saved, you've received it all. He's given you all things. Romans chapter 8, verse 32. Look on their threats. Vaxed or masked. Vaxed or masked, Joe Biden put out. That's that, that was the whole thing. That was his tweet. Sitting on the resolute desk. Vaxed or masked, there's your option. I will tell Joe Biden <laughs> to clump all the masks he can fit, mixed with the needles, and all the vaccines, clump them all in a giant, not a ball because that goes up easier. I want it in a long rectangle. Turn it sideways and shove it up your own caboose. That's what the church should be saying to him. Not doing what he says. Why would you listen to a murderer from the beginning whose characteristics emulate the enemy? Well, look at our love and look at our compassion. That's sacrifice instead of obedience. Now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word. What are you supposed to do? Now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness, well, that's not my personality. That doesn't matter. We're not, listen, we're not taking tests here. Are you melancholy? What's the other ones? Sanguine. <laughs> melancholy. And however, whatever uh, personality type I am, that's how I apply the word. Now, you apply the word. It makes you uncomfortable? Apply it. Doesn't make you uncomfortable? Apply it. Makes you super uncomfortable, makes you an enemy of your own family, apply it. You may have to make that choice to go to heaven. Everybody else takes the mark in your family and you don't. Well, Tom, vaccinations aren't the mark. Never said they were. Never said masks were either. But lo and behold, they ushered in something called a vaccine passport. And now they're talking about QR codes being implanted on phones, quantum dot technology being implanted inside of people, including from the Pentagon. That's not right-wing sources. That's mainstream. They're proud of it. Klaus Schwab this past week had an interview, and he said, I'm looking forward to the, the wonderful time of digital implants. It'll happen sometime within the next 10 years, he said. Klaus Schwab, the head of the World Economic Forum, attended by John Kerry, attended by Donald Trump, attended by every major international corporation on the planet, International Monetary Fund, the CCP, the People's Liberation Army, all attend. 
the World Economic Forum, and you have the head of it who's calling for the Great Reset along with the royal family saying, I'm looking forward to a time where there's digital implants. And the church doesn't talk about it. Nobody talks about it from their pulpits. Let's just have, let's have another series on how to be a good husband. What about the rhinoceros in the room? It's walking around the room, eating everything and pooping everywhere, and you don't say a word, you just stand there. Lord, look on their threats and do what? Speak the word of God with boldness. Whatever the scenario is, you speak the word of God without hesitation, quickly, powerfully, sharper than any two-edged sword. Speak it. Don't be intimidated by the mundane. Don't be intimidated by the tone police. Don't be intimidated by monotone is the greatest thing. See, you know what? One of the things, I'm a 70s rock guy. I like 70s rock. That's what I like. You know why? Because there's flavor to the music. People could actually sing back then. It wasn't computer generated. Today's, today's younger people, everything has to be laid back and cool. We, you know, we don't want all those accents and we don't want, you know, ripping guitar leads and we don't want all, no, I like all that. I like some flavor. I like at the sheriff's office, I liked it when everybody wore different uniforms. The sheriff's office, we used to have night shift uniform, day shift uniform, tactical uniform, all those different things, and they made everybody wear the same thing. I don't like any of that. What are, you, what, what are we supposed to do? In all scenarios, you speak the word of God with boldness, have some accent, have some flavor. Don't succumb to the God of monotone. Be edgy. You're like, Tom, that's easy for you. Yeah, that's true. But if it's not easy for you, there's things that are easy for you that are not easy for me. You might be really easy for you to be compassionate. It's not easy for me. It is for animals. But for people, I'm like, you make your decision. You made your bed, you lay in it. You want a smear it full of manure and ranch dressing? That's you. Enjoy, get in there. Lay in there and roll around. I threw that ranch in for my son. That's his gravest, most, biggest fear. He hates ranch. I threaten him all the time. You do it again because I can't beat him up anymore. I've been thoroughly defeated. So I threaten him. You, you do that again, you're going to wake up with ranch all over you. He sleeps like a rock. I go in there with a whole bottle of, you know, Hidden Valley Ranch. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with boldness. That's an attribute. I'm not saying be a jerk. I'm saying when it's time to speak, you speak. That's the way it's supposed to be. The church is supposed to rise up and speak the word of God with boldness. Acts chapter 4, verses 30 and 31. So we have the first part. Let me reiterate it to you. Now, Lord, look on their threats and grant to your servants that with all boldness they may speak your word by stretching out your hand to heal. So not only 
Do we speak with boldness? Listen to what it says. By stretching out your hand to heal, and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. So we come out and we speak the word of God with boldness. Are we stretching out our hands to heal with signs and wonders? By closing churches and running from a virus that's 99.9% post-infection survivable? No. This is from whom much is given, much is demanded. You're supposed to stretch out your hand to heal and let signs and wonders abound, not run. From whom much is given, much is demanded. Surrender is not what's demanded of you. Miracles are demanded of you. Boldness is demanded of you. Healing is demanded of you. Christianity is not about coping. It's about winning. Well, I'm going to run, I'm going to, you know, I, I received Jesus so I can just cope with this lousy life. It's not supposed to be a lousy life. I have come to give you life and life to its full abundance. John chapter 10, verse 10. The thief comes to steal, close down, lock down, and destroy. Verse 31. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken. That's what's supposed to be happening now. And let me ask you this. Can you have that happen in a Zoom service? You can't be gathered together in a Zoom service. Well, we're all gathered together digitally. That doesn't count. The place where they were gathered together was shaken. And what was the result? A lot of Pentecostals all attacked my own culture. Raised Catholic, got saved in the Assembly of God Church. I'll, I'll attack my own culture. A lot of Pentecostals, their version of, of a great service or their version of being touched by God is a worship service where they felt the tingle. Man, what a great service. Never change, never raise the dead, never give sight to the blind, never melt a tumor, nothing. But they had a great service. And that's what they spend their entire life. That becomes Pentecostal religion. Just as much as friendship, food, fellowship, and fun. That's how most churches are. It's just religion. What's supposed to happen? You get filled with the Holy Spirit, look at the result. And they spoke the word of God with boldness. That's just not my personality. That's not an option. Because that's not the Bible. Doesn't matter that you're melancholy or sanguine. Saved or not. If you're saved, you speak the word of God with boldness. If you're like, I can't cross that bridge, then you need to be speaking in tongues and you need to get filled with the Holy Spirit. Well, that violates my baptism, my, my Baptist Calvinist culture. Take that. Calvinism is not in here. The only people who believe it are those who never read it. That guy who sent me his defense of Calvinism, which was to personally insult me, that's your defense? I send him verse after verse after verse. If anyone does not remain in me. I, I give him those verses. I said, his name was Dave. Hey, Dave, there it is again. That word remain. If anyone does not remain in me, he is like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. Jesus speaking. Might want to listen. John chapter 15, verse 6. If they have escaped the corruption of the world by knowing our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and are again entangled in it and overcome, they're worse off at the end than they were at the beginning. 
It would have been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than to have known it and then to turn their backs on the sacred command that was passed on to them. Of them the Proverbs are true. A dog returns to its vomit and a sow that is washed returns to her wallowing in the mud. Written to Christians in Jerusalem, 2 Peter 2, 20-22. How do you deny it? Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith. Giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Oh no, that's not what the Baptists say. Don't care. Why do you? Why do you? I was raised with it. I got sprinkled with water on my forehead and I was saved for all of eternity. I cast it off. Why would you not cast off your Calvinism for the Bible? That last verse was 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1. And by the way, the title of that chapter is the great apostasy, which means the great falling away. And people don't believe that you can fall away. I sent him verse after verse after verse, and all I got back was a benign reference to John 10, 28. And I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hands. That's what you're going to stand on? Yeah, correct. No person can snatch you out of God's hands. That's correct. Your sin can. I mean, come on, look. Judas by transgression fell. Acts chapter 1, verse 25. Why am I telling you all this? Because why would you believe people who lie to you? Once saved, always saved. Bold face lie. Bold face lie. I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would thou wert cold or hot. So then, because thou art lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I'll spew thee out of my mouth. Revelation 3, 15 and 16. That's written to the saved at Laodicea. I could go on and on. It's causing more people to go to hell and to compromise than any theology on the planet. An old day, boy. He never let the Bible get in the way of his Calvinism. Never let the Bible get in the way of what you believe, Dave. I hope you are watching. It's funny, his defense was, I shouldn't have stopped talking about it, but I can't help it. I told you guys, you guys are my therapists. If we deliberately keep on sinning after we have received the knowledge of the truth, no sacrifice for sins is left but only a fearful expectation of judgment and of raging fire that will consume the enemies of God. That's Hebrews chapter 10, verses 26 and 27. He says that's written only to unsaved Jews. So how can that be when the verse before it is, and let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. And suddenly the verse that doesn't fit with your Calvinism was not written to Christians. That's what people will do. A mask box, a ma- the size of a COVID-19 particle is 0.06 to 0.14 microns. An N95 mask box starting at 0.3 microns, twice the size of the largest COVID-19 particle, and everybody wears a mask. Why? Does nothing. I don't want to offend anybody. Offend them just like me and take that thing off your face. After Ananias and Sapphira, still in the book of Acts, now in chapter 5. After Ananias and Sapphira, we know what happened there. They both lied in the presence of the Holy Spirit and the God killed them. 
Can't say that in the modern church. Just said it because that's the Bible. Most Christians would never serve God if they read about him in the Bible. They're receiving a sifted through version of God by a pastor with false motives. His motives being success. My goal is not to succeed. If this church closes, my gifts and my calls are irrevocable. God will open up another door for me. If I offend every person in Inglewood, then he'll move me to Jackson Hole, Wyoming, and I'll live on the side of a mountain and ski down to my church. <laughs> it's not my goal. My goal is to preach the word. I pray over my messages. I don't type them off the internet. And why can I never remember the latest series? Summer Song List, is that right? That's a summer Playlist in the Ark Church right now? It's all over the country. You'll find literally thousands of churches right now preaching the same message, message series called Summer Playlist. I remember a family member of ours tried to defend her Ark Church. Hope called her out on Toy Story. That was one. You could pull off the internet. It's Ark approved. Bible free, Ark approved. So anyway, and my, my Hope goes and says to the family member, yeah, you know, that sermon series is being preached all over the planet. You know, it's being preached at this church. No, all ours is different. Oh, really? Your Toy Story is different than Toy Story two blocks away? People will lie to themselves to make themselves feel better. You just go to the Word and be crucified in Christ. And you no longer live, but Christ lives in you, and you live by the faith of the Son of God. Give up! Type A Wonderland. Give up! So Ananias and Sapphira are slain by the Holy Spirit. What happens? Acts chapter 5, verse 11. Remember, what we're talking about is what should the church be on and about doing? Acts 5, 11. So great fear came upon all the church. Where's that today? Great fear was lost because Jesus is being preached as a bongo playing doobie smoker on Nokomis Beach. On the drum circle, every sunset, there's Jesus. Tie-dye shirt, skinny jeans with holes on the knees, sitting in Indian position, playing bongos and smoking doobage out on the beach. All accommodating. Oh, you're living with your girlfriend? That's no problem. You worship the devil? That's no problem either. You're gay? No problem. You're a liar? No problem. All accommodating. Gee, I'm bigger than your sin. I think I got nailed to a cross for it. Am I mistaken? Where is this in today's church? Fear came upon all the church and upon all those who heard about it. That's not happening. They're not afraid of the church. You got Joe Biden dictating to you, mask or vaxed. Mask or vaxed. Idiot. The fear of God's been traded in for disco lights and appeasement sermons. Welcome to church. It's great today. Uh, we have an announcement about the big announcement that we're going to be announcing at the big announcement tomorrow at the announcement. Let's use awesome 500 times today. This is an awesome time. We're so awesomely pleased to be awesome in the house of awesomeness today.
Vast words of emptiness. But, it's, but you know what? It doesn't offend anybody. I can go there. I can be sleeping with my girlfriend, addicted to porn, feel like I'm going to heaven and be on the leadership team. We're going to marinate you in. We're going to marinate you in. Never telling you the truth. Somehow that you'll stumble upon it, though. Acts chapter 5, verse 12 through 16. What should be going on in the church? This section of Scripture is entitled, Continuing Power in the Church. Not continuing appeasement. Not coping. Continuing power in the church. Well, this is insulting to me, Tom, because I've been trusting for healing for something for a while. And it hasn't happened. So what are you going to do? Are you going to turn on the Bible? Or are you going to accept the fact that there's unbelief in the camp because that's what Jesus said? Doesn't mean you're going to hell. See how sweet I am? See how sweet I am? Look at the facial expression. Sweet I am. You didn't say you're going to hell for it. But you should be Mark 9, 24-ing it. Where the father of the epileptic boy said, Lord, I believe with tears. Help my unbelief. Not being so prideful and arrogant and religion, religious that you're unteachable. The Bible not being able to break through your titanium skull. Continuing power in the church, Acts 5, 12 through 16. And through the hands of the apostles, which is me and you, Many signs and wonders were done among the people, and they were all with one accord on Solomon's porch. Yet none, listen to this, 13 and 14. Yet none of the rest dared join them. Everybody feels comfortable to join the church now because there's no prereq. You don't need to repent of sin. Have you ever listened to the modern altar calls? Fresh starts, new beginnings. Who wants to follow Jesus today? Oh, I'd like to follow Jesus. Any prereqs to that? Oh, no, follow Jesus. He'll tell you what to do. It's not the Bible. From that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Matthew chapter 4, verse 17. He put prereq on it. Why are we not? Not we at this church, but the rest of those charlatans out there. But none of the rest dared join them. They were scared of the church, but the people esteemed them highly. That's what should be happening. From whom much is given, much is demanded. They esteem them highly and were scared of them. That's not happening today. Because the Bible's not preached. There's no prerequisites for anybody. There's nothing demanded of anybody. You can be saved and never repent of your sin. You might as well call yourself Catholic. That's what I was raised in. Everybody was a drunkard and everybody allegedly was saved. Drunkards will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. Galatians chapter 5, 19 through 21, written to the church. Sorry, Calvinists. I warn you, the end of that verse, Galatians 5, 21, I warn you now as I've warned you before that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of heaven, written to the saved. I love how the guy said on our, on our email debate, That Hebrews chapter 10, 26, and 27 were written to unsaved Jews. Well, who would have ever read it then? Who would read it? Who would read it? How would they ever get word? It was a letter written to the church. How would the unsaved ever see it? You have to choose to be a galactic moron to believe those things. You're making that decision. 
Yet none of the rest dared join them. And look, it'll seem like a contradiction, but it's not. Verse 14, and believers were increasingly added to the Lord. Does everybody see it? I want you to see the dichotomy in this. The people were actually afraid, afraid of them. And because of that, people were getting saved and daily being added to their numbers. You're like, well, these big churches that are preaching nothing are daily adding to the numbers. Yeah, those who are going straight to hell when they die. Listen, I was raised in a church jam-packed full of people every Saturday night and every Sunday. Ascension Catholic Church. Wasn't a soul in there going to heaven. But it was packed. Because it's Christianity with no requirements. From whom much is given, much is demanded. I'm not saying that your good works save you. But part of believing in Jesus is repentance. Turning from sin. If you haven't, you have never truly believed in Jesus. And believers were increasingly added to the Lord, multitudes of both men and women. That should be happening right now in the midst, in the, in the midst of mask mania, of COVID mania, lockdown mania. We should be adding to our numbers. We have here. We have here. Listen, I'm telling you, I'll tell you this again. The entire size of this entire church was from here over. That was it. That's what we had. We need all these chairs in here. 30% to 40% of those people left. That was one service. I'm talking one service here over. That was our entire church. Before it. And then 30 to 40% of them left. There was some, there was some empty Sundays. Not long. Seeds planted in the ground. Then all you maniacs started to hear about us. That's the way it should be. You should be driving. If you have to, drive for hours. Who cares? Don't go back to your COVID caving church because it's closer to your house. It's radical times call for radical action. You need to drive an hour or two, drive an hour or two. See, a lot of you, a lot of people weren't raised around here in the 80s like I was. In the 80s here, you know what was that, Jacaranda in 41? Nothing. Woods, palmetto bushes, pepper trees. Nothing was there. 776 was a two-lane road. I got two tickets right over here at Spinnaker. And 776. Illegal passing in 85 and a 45. <laughs> I was not a good driver. Two-lane road. No lights, nothing. Pitch black. Not a thing out here. The things change. They can change in a hurry. Right here at this church, we stood up and we said, absolutely not, not going to happen. And listen, all of you need to be standing with me for a building. We've got to get a building. We're flushing thousands of dollars down the toilet of rent. We need to be standing for a building. We got, we're eyeballing one. We're trying. Pray that God opens doors. We two or more agree. We're all in one accord. Things will happen. Be in agreement with me. And listen, here's the thing. You need to give to it too. Here's my promise to you. Look at me. You really think, do you believe that I'm after your money? Okay, then listen, here's the deal. Give to the building. That's above and beyond your tithe. Give where it hurts. Hope and I have pledged $100,000 to the building ourselves. And one other family in the church has done the same. Pastor Rodney Howard Brown has already given us this $100,000 for the building. He called me up on the phone. He says, I just want to give it to you now because I got big projects ahead and I don't want to get lost in the shovel. So you send it all in? We want to be, listen, we are already players. 
but we want to go cash. You need to give sacrificially. If we, don't, if we don't buy the building, I'll give it back to you upon request. I'll give it back to you. But you need to give sacrificially so we can get out of paying rent here. And plus, we don't, listen, I want to be together again, all of us together in one place. And I'll preach for three hours straight, just like I do now. Hey, Pastor Rodney started at 9.30 this morning. They're not closed. They're not done yet. <laughs> not saying we're going to do that. I'm not preaching that long. I'm starving right now. I mean, literally, I'm starving. <laughs> but really, you need to do it. Pastor Rodney's been preaching on heaps. We need to heap this church full of cash, and we need to buy a daggum building we can fit us all in. Amen. Heaps, heaps, heaps. Listen, he, Pastor Rodney is my pastor, and he called me on uh, Friday morning. I went to bed at 5.30 in the morning. He called me at 8. <laughs> He's one of the very few people I would have answered that phone call for because I would have called back later. But he was correcting me on giving. And he's like, whenever he starts to break out the bros, you better start listening. Bro, bro, listen, listen. You need to be talking to your people about giving. You need to have that building paid off. You need to be able to say that this is what you have. So I'm urging you to do it. I promise you. I mean, I'll never take your money. I'll never steal your money. I was a cop for 25 years. I know there's no hope of ever getting away with anything like that. Plus, I don't need anything. I have a full retirement from the sheriff's office. I don't even need your money. <laughs> I preach because I want to, not because I need to. I don't need it. We're good. Lively family's good. So just for once, if you've been hurt by the church, pull your thumb out of your mouth. Resign from being a 13-year-old girl and start giving. Well, I did, and there was a corrupt pastor. Well, yeah, great. I've been pastoring this church for 17 years without one ounce of corruption ever. It's never going to happen, and I promise you to your face, whatever you give, I don't care if $12 is sacrificial giving, that amounts to a million dollars from somebody who's a millionaire, and that's sacrificial for them. It's the same thing to God. It doesn't matter. God will take care of it. He will multiply the money. But we've got to get out of this building. We've been here for a long time. We don't fit. It's a tile store. It's echoey. It's meant to be selling pool tile. So be praying about that. Totally off topic, but I promised Pastor Rodney I would say something about it, so that's why I did it. I love you, Pastor, if you're watching. So believers were increasingly added to their numbers. We're in Acts chapter 5, verse 14. Multitudes of both women, men and women. So verse 15, so they brought the sick. Remember, this is about what we should be doing. So they brought the sick out into the streets. What's the church do? There's a, uh, a woman that attends this church very faithfully. He used to go to a church that had healing rooms. What did they do when COVID started? Close their healing rooms. Where's the beef? Beef train. Where's beef train? He's not in here. Tell beef train I love him. That's my buddy. That's his new nickname. That's his new superhero title. Beef train. <laughs> so they brought the sick out into the streets and laid them on beds and couches that at least a shadow 
of Peter. A shadow of, look at me, 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 of you. Peter's no different than you. That's not a respecter of persons. He should be wanting, you know what? You know, they should be bringing these people out and hoping that the wolf gangs pass by. And shadow touches them. That's how they should be thinking of the church. Tom, have you risen to this level? No, but I know that I'm inadequate and going that way. I say I'm inadequate. I know I'm not as powerful as I need to be. I don't sedate myself with Calvinism and with arc churches and watered-down sermons that make me, make me feel good about myself in my complacent state. I want to jerk myself out of it. That's why I'm daily praying, daily studying the word, daily worshiping on my own, memorizing one scripture after another. Because I want, I don't, I don't care if they ever know the name Tom Lipley, but I want my next time I'm walking through Inglewood Hospital, that a shadow from some fluorescent light hits somebody and they just walk up out of their sickbed. That's what you should want to You should, you should consider yourself. The, lie, the Lord is nigh to them that are of a broken heart and save us such as are of a contrite spirit. Amen. Psalm 34, 18, right? Amen. Then you need to be able to say, if that's not happening, something's wrong and I want it to change. Amen. I am. Yeah. It's not happening for me either. But I want it. Yeah. I'm not resting until I have it. I will not accept anything that's not the Bible. God says, everything that I lay my hands to will prosper. I will not accept somebody's poor theology, their poverty theology. I will not accept it. You will not tell me that that's an attribute. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. That though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor. That you through his poverty might become rich. That's the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's 2 Corinthians 8 9. I won't accept anything else but that. I don't care if it's not acceptable to the progressive church. You're not being very compassionate by not social distancing. Ball that up and do the same thing. That's not the Bible. Yeah, but it makes sense. Makes sense to who? Who does that make sense to? The wisdom class? Scared people? This makes sense to me because the Bible says bind it. Don't mask it. I mean, look at, look at our culture. David Hogg, the anti-gun Marjorie Stoneman High School survivor, even though he's nowhere near the shooting, is put out on social media. Even though I'm fully vaccinated and been told by the CDC that I do not need to wear a mask, I'm going to continue to wear it because I don't want to look like a conservative. He has millions of followers. You think it's about, oh, so pastor, good body. Pastor Skinny Jean, skip verses. You think it's still about a virus? There's the liars exposing themselves to you about their hidden agenda, which was to control you from day one. You, no, no, for two weeks we needed to check it out. I didn't check it out for two weeks. I went, <laughs> that's the thought. And my entire thought process right here it is. I'll culminate it for you. <laughs> that's what I did. There's not, oh, Lord, uh, let, me, let me call Aaron. Aaron, we need to fast. We're going to fast and pray. No, that's what I did. Because the Bible, I don't need to fast and pray about what the Bible tells me to do. Something to pray about. I'll pray about other things. I spend plenty of time in prayer. I'm just telling you, when it comes to a virus, 
He took up my infirmities and carried my diseases. What am I worried about? There's nothing, there's nothing for me to be infirmed of. It's gone. Jesus took them all away. He forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases. Psalm 103.3, Matthew chapter 8, verse 17. I'm not destroyed for lack of knowledge. See, what, we should, what, the, what the church should be doing is being out there. Oh, really? You have COVID? It's not a problem. Whew. Gone. Mm. Who did you say nothing? Jesus only prayed over Lazarus to appease the religious. Come forth. All you need to do is go around to people with COVID. Gone. 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 Do what Pastor Roddy does. Jesus. That's it. Verse 16, as the multitude gathered from the surrounding cities to Jerusalem, bringing sick people and those who were tormented by unclean spirits, and they were, well, you know, God can, but you don't know if he will. That's never in scripture. That just makes you feel better about people not being healed around you. Don't feel better. Be perplexed, but not in despair. 2 Corinthians 4, 8. That's where you should be. It should bother you. It should wound you when you pray over somebody and they're not healed. It should wound you. There's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't mean that something's wrong because it hurts you. That's what, that's what, that's what critical race theory will teach you. Anything that hurts you must be wrong. No, it's not. If you're saying that 2 plus 2 equals 5, you're a dum-dum. You are, you're a dum-dum. Now, what will you do with that? You're going to have to change that to two plus two equals four. Or you'll remain a dum-dum. <laughs> they were all healed. Everywhere in Scripture, they were always all healed. Jesus even got upset with them. In Matthew chapter 11, verse 20, Jesus began to denounce the cities in which most of his miracles have been performed because they did not repent he was going around healing people who were not repenting of their sin, but they were still all healed. Well, you know, that's not been my experience. Your experience is not above the word. You have to bring your, your experience into conformity to the word. Until your experience matches the word, you're on the wrong timeline in life. Acts 5, 17 through 20. Peter and the apostles arrested the first time. Ready? Then the high priest rose up. This, this is the stuff that should be happening. Should we be getting arrested? Where need be. Pastor Rodney's arrested. Tony Spell was arrested. Pastor Pulaski was arrested. Pastor Coates was arrested. Numerous other pastors fined, given notice to appears in courts by the hundreds. That won't drive anybody back to the church now. You're still going to have the, your appeasing coast this and abundant this church. With their monotone police. Well, we just love. It's not our fight. It's not our time. You know, we're trying to save lives. Don't want to offend anybody. No, other people are getting arrested. Pastor Pulaski arrested in his grade A suit out on an interstate. You know why they did that? Because they were afraid of him. They didn't do it at the church. That same day at the church, I'll have to put together, I'll have Aaron put, I'm going to have Aaron put together a compilation with some southern rock. Pastor Pulaski, he's my hero. Him and Pastor Rodney, my heroes. 
They waited until he left his church. It's not a big church. The church is way smaller than ours. They're fervent, though. Get out! Get out, you Gestapo! They didn't dare arrest him at the church. They waited until he was out on the interstate. Arrested him on his knees. Arrested a felony stop. I had a, I had a friend of mine from the SWAT team at the Sarasota Sheriff's Office. He's retired now, but we're the same age. Retired about the same time. Sent me, he goes, it is an absolute atrocity They did a felony stop on that man. Why would you do a felony stop? What was the felony? They don't care. They're the liars. What's the, what are the characteristics of the devil? Murderer from the beginning. All the people telling you to wear masks are murderers from the beginning. Liars. Native language is lying. And they're the father of lies. What was his felonies? There are none. He has two misdemeanor charges. Two. And he already told them, I'll come in. Now I got to do a felony stop out there on the interstate. Wet ground in his grade A suit. Him and his brother. Hog tied and dragged to the car. Disgraceful Gestapo. And yeah, listen, see, I'm, I, I am a fair opportunity offender. Equal opportunity. If it's the cops doing wrong, even though I was one for 25 years, I will say it out loud. And I'll tell you what, too. I watch a lot of videos coming out of Canada. They need to be changing their uniforms up there. They look like Gestapo. And more and more of the American police are too. So Peter and the apostles, oh my gosh, it's 106 again. Who preaches for so long? I'll get you out of here by 115. Is that good? I want you to hear this part and we're going to go. Imprisoned apostles freed. Acts chapter 5, verse 13. Am I, where am I going to make sure where I'm at? Yeah, 5. Verse 17. Then the high priest rose up, and all those who were with them, which is the sect of the Sadducees, and they were filled with indignation. Over what? They're filled with indignation towards you, too. Over what? Well, you're going to kill people. Why are you worried if you're allegedly vaccinated and there's no problem? Why, why are you worried if I vaccinate or not? If you're safe. Well, there's occasional people that can't vaccinate. Well, then they need to take care of themselves. And they laid their hands on the apostles and put them in the common prison. But at night, the angel of the Lord opened the prison doors. Much is given, much is demanded. And brought them out. Go stand here. Much is demanded. Listen, the angel tells them. You've already been arrested. Kind of a bad scene, right? I've never been arrested. I've arrested lots and lots and lots of people. Miserable for them. Go after they get arrested. Angel comes, sets them free, tells them, go stand in the temple and speak to the people all the words of this life. <laughs> so basically, go set a table in the presence of your enemies and publicly mock them. So here we go, Acts chapter 5, verse 26. Remember now, Peter and the other apostles have already violated Romans 13, according to the modern progressive church. The, church, the modern progressive church that sends millions of dollars to the underground church violating the ruling authorities in China will not keep their church open in Florida violating their ruling authorities that didn't even tell them to close to begin with. Where do you get that from, Tom? People sending me those messages. So Acts 5.26, then the captain went 
with the officers and brought them without violence. Now, they'd already been arrested, so they go arrest them again. Because they were out there preaching. From whom much is given, much is demanded. Not to keep silent. I don't care what your personality type is. The captain went with the officers and brought them without violence. Listen to this, verse 26. For they feared the people. That's how it should be. They didn't arrest Pastor Pulaski in his own church because they're scared. They're scared to do it. So they waited till he was isolated and alone. He should have been like Pastor Rodney. What did Pastor Rodney do? <laughs> you know, the day that he got arrested? The Lord spoke to him, told him he was going to be arrested that day. So he arranged for a helicopter and flew out. <laughs> if that was me, I would have mooned him out of the helicopter. Pressed against the glass of the helicopter. Fly low, fly low. I want him to get a good view. <laughs> Just wipe that out of your mind. I know I heard. <laughs> he did. So that way he could get arrested on his own terms. They had to come to his house. They had arranged for a warrant because the warrant was issued out of Hillsborough County, served in Hernando County. He lives an hour away. They feared the people, lest they should be stoned. People were afraid of the church, afraid to even join it, but respected it so much that they would have stoned people for arresting them. But the church today is indistinguishable from the world. They look like the world. They close like the world. They're scared like the world. We should be radical. Much is demanded. Be radical. Acts 5, 28, 29. I'm trying to keep my word. 115, it's 110. Saying, do we strictly command you? Did we not? Now you have the Sadducees, the Sanhedrin. The By the way, they're what? What was, the, what was the Sanhedrin to the Jews? Their ruling? 13, Romans 13, their ruling authority. So the ruling authority says, did we not strictly command you not to teach in this name? And look, you filled Jerusalem with your doctrine and intend to bring this man's blood on us. But Peter and the other apostles answered and said, we ought to obey God rather than man. Yeah. Boom! That's what's supposed to happen. And what did the leader of the Sanhedrin say? He said this. And now I say to you, keep away from these men and let them alone. <laughs> you never saw any deputies walking here, did you? You know why? Scared. I've told you that before. I trespassed a lunatic off this property. I had the deputies come here. I went and met them outside. I said, hey, how you doing? I'm Tom. Tom we, they go, we know who you are. How do you know who I am? I've never met you before in my life. We know who you are. Oh, troubler of Israel. <laughs> and you be exactly the same. And do it with boldness. And now I say to you, keep away from these men and let them alone. For if this plan or this work is of men, it will come to nothing. And since it wasn't, look where they've come 2,000 years later. Worship team, make your way. I'll close right here. 
I'll read the verse to you one last time. From everyone who has been given much, much will be demanded, Luke 12, 48. And from the one who has been entrusted with much, much more will be asked. I'm going to give you three final things in my three final minutes. I'm including the altar call. We're going to get done in a hurry right now. God commands us. He commands his children who have been given all things and who are joint heirs with Jesus Christ to stand up to lies. To stand up in opposition to lies with boldness and speak the truth. That's it. Not just live quietly. Speak the truth with boldness. Amen? Amen. Who's going to do it? This generation depends on you. You want to extend these years. How many, do you, how many of you have kids? Shout amen. amen. You want them to have kids? You want them to have grandkids? You want them to have a life? You want people that you know to be saved? If they're not saved and they roll out the mark of the beast, they're taking it. If you want to extend these, this time, I'm preaching to the choir because you guys are crazy enough to sit under my ministry. No, Listen, not many people will take the Bible anymore. They won't take it. Will you take it and stand in it? If you, you can, we can extend these hours and say, see our kids get saved, see our kids have family prosper, live great lives, but it's up to us to hold that mantle. Amen? Stand with me, everybody.